Hey everyone, Dr. Bronstein here. I just wanted to thank you all again for having such an amazing impact uh, on me um, over the past uh, 15 weeks or so. Uh, the KiddoCast is a labor of love. I do it because um, my mission, vision, and purpose is to help as many people as I can through chiropractic in my lifetime, especially children. And so the KiddoCast is 100% successful because of folks like you spreading the word, sharing with colleagues, sharing with skeptical neighbors. If we can turn one family on to the philosophy of vitalism and chiropractic care so that we can save our generation of kids, I'll have done my job. So thank you very much. I appreciate every single one of you. Enjoy the remaining episodes of this season. Can't wait to see you guys in season three. Take care. Hey everyone, and welcome to the KiddoCast for Chiropractic Families, the world's first and only podcast committed to normalizing complementary and alternative care, particularly chiropractic care for children by sharing the experiences of the doctors in the trenches. In our time together, we will talk with pillars in the alternative healthcare world to give you the tools you'll need to make positive change in the health of your children today. Simply put, we're here to change the trajectory of modern healthcare. I'm your host, Dr. Daniel Bronstein. I'm a pediatric and family chiropractor certified by the Academy Council of Chiropractic Pediatrics and the director of the Beacon Clinic of Chiropractic in beautiful Grover Beach. And everybody, today, I am super humbled and excited to introduce to you Dr. Lacey Wilson. And Dr. Lacey and I first met in person in Dallas a few weeks ago for Lindsay Matthews' professional birth fit seminar. And uh, I have to say, for somebody who just graduated in August of uh, 2017, uh, if you're somewhere in the Midwest, you really, really need to meet this person. Dr. Lacey is a University of Oklahoma and recent Parker University graduate. She's on the journey of birthing her vitalistic family practice, Free Spirit Chiropractic in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Her passion and commitment to running the pediatric and prenatal chiropractic office in Oklahoma is unmatched by others. Dr. Lacey is an active member of the International Chiropractic Pediatric Association, is Webster certified, and she's getting pretty darn close to her CACCP, which is awesome. Along with being a prenatal and pediatric chiropractor, she is the regional director for BirthFit Tulsa, a community dedicated to empowering and uplifting expecting and postpartum women in the motherhood transition through fitness, nutrition, chiropractic, and mindset. Her life purpose is to serve children and families with an abundance of love, using chiropractic as a portal for deep connection and understanding. She lives a life committed to elevating the consciousness and authenticity of others. Uh, Dr. Lacey understands the disconnect in the world and strives to help littles thrive right from the start of life so that they may express their full potential. To be a free spirit means to live unconstrained by society due to an overwhelming radical self-love and expression of who they innately are. All right. Um, so, Dr. Lacey, uh, first of all, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Um, I, I have to say, you know, you're, you're a firebrand, um, and I think uh, that shows in your enthusiasm, your, your love for our profession so early on um, in your career, and uh, I was really humbled and honored. I meant that from my heart when I got to meet you in, um, in Dallas. Being a relatively new grad, uh, being, you know, millennial like myself and really seeing things, I think, with a form of authenticity that most other chiropractors um, are having a hard time seeing because, you know, as you know, in our profession, chiropractors have been perverted by all sorts of extraneous things like insurance and managed mm -hmm. care and all that other stuff. Um, 
I wanted to have you on the cast this season because the theme this season has really been about that authenticity. It's about telling the story. Uh, and so I, I'd love to hear your story. I know our listeners would love to hear our story. And let's see if we can't form um, a consensus from the perspective of new grads on what really needs to be done to help parents and their children um, meet their full potentials. Talk, talk to me a little bit about where you started and how you ended up here. Yeah. So uh, when I was attending the University of Oklahoma, I was pre-med um, and I had always been interested in birth and pediatrics, um, but I kind of just always pushed it to the back burner because I didn't know what I wanted to do with it. So I was going to school to be, at the time I thought, a plastic surgeon, totally opposite of anything that I'm passionate about now. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't until my end of my sophomore year that I uh, met a fellow sorority sister and her dad was a chiropractor. I attended his huge chiropractic seminar um, and he actually sees a lot of uh, kids in his office and which is kind of different in Oklahoma. There's not really any pediatric or family wellness based practices. A lot of it is just pain based. Mm. Um, so Fast forward, went to Focus, heard um, about like the true chiropractic story and decided that that's what I was interested in. Mm-hmm. So I applied to Parker, not really knowing anything about chiropractic besides that I've seen, you know, the love that chiropractors give and the excitement that they, you know, go into every single day in their office. Um, fast forward up until my fifth trimester at Parker, I attended a mission trip. Um, And that's where I really dove into kids and mamas. We saw a lot of kids. We went to three different orphanages, four different hospitals, and four different uh, schools around the community. Mm -hmm. And just seeing, like, the kids' faces light up and, like, they understood chiropractic care without even, like, that language barrier, them not being able to speak to me and just giving me hugs and, like, trying to kiss my face and everything. I was like, oh, my gosh, pediatrics, like, love it. And then I also helped uh, multiple moms in the hospital there that were uh, planned to give birth either that day or the next day. And just seeing, like, how the drastic changes of where they started when we first saw them up until when we adjusted them and then how birth progressed. It was just so beautiful. And just Mm -hmm. them thanking me and just being like, even after they had their babies, we went back and checked on them and they were just like crying and just saying chiropractic, chiropractic. And it was just an amazing thing. So that's when I knew my purpose was to serve families. So I was just uh, just on the podcast with Dr. Nikki Cottis, who we talked about a little bit in our pro chat. Nikki, she's you guys are, are fairly similar. Um, it, it's funny though because she had a very very similar experience herself. Where when you know she was growing up, she never really had the same type of exposure to chiropractic as say her parents did. Um, yeah. But nobody ever told her or, or her parents that maybe she should get checked by a chiropractor. And she, you know, was introduced to chiropractic kind of because she had sports injuries as an adolescent Mm -hmm. and a young adult. Um, But then she did a mission trip. She went to China and she saw thousands of kids Mm -hmm. and it changed her entire perspective on everything. Right. Um, People who know me know that they're familiar with my history. And I, 
I started out as a mechanist just like everybody else because I was an athlete, a very high-level athlete who was basically ruined by injuries and chiropractic saved me, but I didn't understand why or how. It was just another sort of thing that we did. It's like going to the trainer, going to the massage therapist, going to the PT, whatever, you know? But then I started seeing kids and it changed everything. Right. Mm -hmm. I've talked about it on the podcast before, um, but it bears repetition. I'm writing a book right now. And the title of the book, the working title is how chiropractic made me a better dad. And it's it's funny because when you see chiropractic work on that really primitive scale, you understand that health is innate. Right. Health is innate. It is our children's birthrights to be healthy. But we're confounded and conflicted by the constant reaffirmation of things like direct-to-consumer pharmaceutical advertising to believe that everything that happens to our children is pre-programmed, meaning we're designed to fall apart, which is so not the mm-hmm. case. Yeah. When you go to a place um, you know, like China or you go to South America or you go to just any sort of developing country where you know, kids are constantly straining that tether to innate. They're constantly being, you know, blasted by infectious disease. They're being blasted by birth defects. They're being blasted by malnutrition. You realize that a chiropractic adjustment is so stinking powerful and it goes such a long way. Um, and it changes your whole perspective. Thank you for that story. Um, I'm, I'm really, I'm really curious to see, you know, because you're the regional director of uh, birth at Tulsa, right? Um, talk a little bit mm-hmm. about, yes. uh, talk a little bit about your experience getting into, into, um, care for, uh, pregnant women and, and postpartum women, um, and how that translates into your, your love of chiropractic for kids. Yeah. Um, so it was two, no, almost three years ago now. Um, I've been following Lindsay Matthews for a really long time on social media and, Anybody that's been following BirthFit in general for the past few years has seen the transition that it's made. Um, They used to post a lot of photos of pregnant women, postpartum women lifting really heavy, and it was amazing. I was just always in awe of it. I was like, man, I really want to get into this, and especially being an avid CrossFitter myself, I was like, that's what I want to help women, you know, be able to be comfortable with saying, I'm okay to do this. I'm Just because I'm pregnant doesn't mean that I need to go sit back and not do anything. So then two years after I started following, I started to realize that it was a lot more than just the fitness aspect to it, the chiropractic, the mindset, and the nutrition. It's a whole you know, embodiment for the mom and especially for postpartum. And I think a lot of people also, they forget about the postpartum transition and that's just as important as the prenatal journey that they're on. And so, yeah, I reached out to Lindsay and I was like, hey, I want to do what you do and I want to get a part of it. And as it grew and I grew, I watched the community and the empowerment and the education that BirthFit was providing for their moms. Um, and it's funny because like, I was always known as like the person that would do pediatrics. And then now I'm kind of seen as like the prenatal person to go to, especially after graduating, people are like, well, what do you do for this? Well, what do you do for that? And BirthFit has really encompassed, you know, the whole chiropractic aspect, but you know, as much as I do like in school, you don't really get the prenatal pediatric aspect of things. And so I've just always been researching well-adjusted babies. Shout out to that book. That's like my Bible for everything, uh, prenatal, pediatrics, postpartum. But yeah, I just saw, you know, that there was a big disconnect in birth and I wanted to change that. And I think that BirthFit is doing that. And so, yeah, that's pretty much, you know, I want to change the birth community and I want to change the perception of birth and say that it's okay to do what you are made to do. You have an innate inside of you 
that will birth that baby whatever way it chooses to. Right. That empowerment piece is so important, right? Because, you know, even I think the theme of our time in Dallas together, Lindsay's first professional seminar was that Mm -hmm. fear ruins everything, right? All, all the stabilization work, all the exercise, all the fitness, nutrition, whatever mindset is key and our mindsets. I mean, they're faltering, right? Yeah. Birth, birth is such a fear laden process. And, uh, you know, as well as I do that, you know, chronic subluxation patterns are, you know, most of the time, you know, like 95% of the time related to tied to mindset. It, well, they're tied to mindset, but they're tied mostly to mindset and the birthing process. Right. I mean, yeah, it's, it, we see chronicity at birth in terms of subluxation patterns, which is unimaginable in the traditional sense now, because we have moms who are, are so subluxated, not just mechanically, but environmentally and emotionally, um, through the entire even preconception process that by the time they get to the delivery baby, baby sick. Um, I was, uh, let's see, I was conversing with my resident in my clinic, uh, yesterday, we were doing grand rounds and, um, she saw a new patient that she was presenting this case on and, uh, baby comes in and there's, I, I mean, it's not even a baby, it's a six year old. Um, but it, for all intents and purposes, it, it might as well be a baby because, um, all of his primitives are still showing up at six years old. There's major postural mm-hmm. vestibular input problems, uh, basically, for um, the layperson. These are balance control issues in this kid. Um, major, major kidney dysfunction, all sorts of other urinary tract problems. Um, a history of just chronic sickness, right? Yeah. So Dr. Dr. Sam, uh, in her infinite wisdom, uh, because she's a brilliant chiropractor, uh, starts talking about the birth history with mom and dad. And um, come to find out, that although the doctors, uh, you know, scored this baby's APGAR scores well, whatever the heck that mm-hmm. means, yeah. um, baby was dystocic at birth. So much so that baby broke his scapula in the process of being delivered. Now, I say that uh, to sort of um, shoehorn uh, this concept of chronicity back into our conversation and come full circle. Um, if there is a presentation or positioning issue related to mom's pelvic floor mm-hmm. that causes a baby to fracture his scapula in uh, during the second phase of labor, uh, second stage of labor, I'm sorry, um, that is not okay. Yeah, <laughs> that, no. that is injurious, which means yeah. it goes all the way back probably to the second trimester and, uh, and contributes to so-called intrauterine constraint, which is probably the main cause of, of trauma at birth. Um, but nobody's ever told this mama that the symptoms that the baby is experiencing at age six are probably related to what happened in that very beginning uh, instance of life. Um, what you do at BirthFit, uh, and furthermore, what you do in your big picture chiropractic practice um, is, is so part and parcel to this story. Um, and this is just a microcosm of, I think, what you and I see on a daily basis. Um, and it's really the reason that we have this podcast. It's we got to spread the word. We got to let parents know that it's going to be okay. We got to let parents know that fear is the mind killer. Mindset mm-hmm. is everything. That preparing for birth isn't just a matter of getting knocked up and seeing what happens, right? It's about, yeah. you know, being centered, you know, being being focused, uh, working on pelvic floor, working on chiropractic, all that stuff. Um, from the perspective of a new grad, you know, I, I'd love to hear a little bit more about some of the conversations you're having in your community um, and how people are kind of reacting, especially because in your state, you were talking about how there really isn't a lot of that right now. Um, I've been to Oklahoma. I know how the chiropractic uh, (laughs) sort of culture is. Um, Yeah. Let's let's talk about this. 
Yeah, so um, as a recent grad, it has been somewhat difficult to get out into the birth community, but they're also excited. Mm. They want to know, you know, chiropractic is, isn't a new thing for prenatal and pediatrics and postpartum, but in the state of Oklahoma, it is. So it's been very interesting because I've had a lot of people reach out and ask me, okay, you know, like what is birth fit or what is, you know, free spirit chiropractic? What are you going to bring to the community? And once you tell them, explain to them, it's about educating and empowering and uplifting these moms. And it even comes back to before preconception, getting their body ready to even house a baby. They're like, oh, that's the big disconnect in the world. And it's like, yes, that's the big picture, you know, chiropractic and mindset are huge, a huge part of birth, but a lot of people are missing that. So that's been, you know, it's been fun to educate people and go to these different birthing centers and doulas and midwives and OB-GYNs and spreading the story of chiropractic. But it's also been difficult because they're like, I'm interested (laughs) and I know that my body was made for this, but I'm not sure. And so that's where we come in and it's like, you know, connected, disconnected. It's, it's funny that you bring that up because, you know, as part of my screening procedure, uh, I just came off a screening yesterday and, um, even just in my, in my consult procedure in my office, my patients will laugh because they all know this. But one of my first questions is, is what have you heard about chiropractic? And the reason we do this, the reason most chiropractors do this is because, most people have an opinion about chiropractic and they either love it or hate it. Um, it's fairly yeah. uncommon and rare for people to not have any really foreknowledge of what chiropractic is. And I find that a lot of my patients, when I ask them that question, they straight up lie and say, uh, I don't know anything about it because they don't want to get into a confrontation. Um, yeah. They're worried that I'm going to judge them, which is nothing close to what we do in our office. But it's because it's because chiropractic concepts are so foreign. They're so foreign to mm-hmm. folks who live in Western culture, and that's evident in the fact that we have, you know, the worst infant mortality rates in the civilized world. Um, I always say that if people understood chiropractic well, then everybody would have a chiropractor. But we educate yeah. and we disassociate because it's this concept of innate intelligence, this inborn innate wisdom to maximize survival potential, is is not something that people take for granted here. Uh, millennials are doing better. Um, but they're still not there all the way. And so when you go off and you talk into the community, talking to a birth worker who has no foreknowledge of chiropractic is like, yes, awesome. Yes. So we can actually yeah. develop a constructive dialogue about how this can help your patients better versus yes. the OBs that I tend to see in California who, um, ironically, for such a progressive state, a lot of OBs are pretty militaristic and patriarchal about the birth culture and they are not interested in chiropractic at all. Yeah. Some of that has to do with the fact that they've had bridges burned. We have chiropractors yeah. who are in no way, shape, or form educated or trained or even empowered to to take care of pregnant women who do so. Um, but I think that is changing as well, in no small part due to chiropractors like you who are getting well-trained to, to do that and hold that space. Um, the type of practice that you have, uh, while it's growing, um, I'm curious mm-hmm. to know, you know, the types of patients that you're, you're seeing right now. Um, are you seeing any particular presentations more so than, than others? Or are you seeing a lot of well patients? Um, you know, what's, what's your average patient like? So it's kind of a mix right now. I'm dealing with, um, a lot of prenatal. I actually have three nurse practitioners that, like you said, they have no, um, background in chiropractic they have nothing they know nothing about it Mm. and they also aren't happy with how they're seeing birth in the hospitals so they're taking it upon themselves to change and try something a different approach a 
more natural approach. And so that's been really cool to see and like kind of like you said, that blank slate and get to educate them and empower them and let allow them to see the changes that it's making rather than like, you know, something that's outside in. <laughs> um, and then I have a lot of kids coming with birth trauma and, you know, and it ties back to what you were saying earlier. I think birth trauma is a huge part that a lot of people are missing and they don't connect it to how their kids are thriving from the beginning. Mm. And I, um, last week I actually had an exam and checkup on a preemie baby who he was born the end of last month, uh, six weeks early and he's not gaining any weight. Mm. And so she called me kind of like out of last resort. She was like, I know nothing again about chiropractic. Um, you know, can you come check him out? So after talking with her and him or her and her husband about it, they were like, well, you know, could this be tied to how it was an emergency C-section and we didn't have that connection right from the beginning like my other one did. We had that connection immediately and he thrived right from the start. Could that be, you know, a disconnect that's going on right now? Mm-hmm. And as a practitioner, it's hard to say like, yes, this is exactly what's causing it because none of us know. Mm-hmm. But I mean, as you're seeing, I'm sure in your practice, birth trauma is huge plays a huge part in how the children are thriving right now. And there's a, it's just, a, it ties back to the disconnect again, you know, between the health practitioners and the moms and the dads even, and the moms not having that education or empowerment during their labor process mm-hmm. and what, again, mindset, how that can be tied into all of this. So those are two big things that I'm seeing right now in practice more of that I didn't think, you know, they don't teach you those things in school. So it's kind of like, it's, it's been a really cool experience to kind of open the forum for these parents and letting them realize like what's going on. I think, I think making that connection in the minds of the parents, um, just by purely just describing kind of in very simple terms, how the nervous system, you know, works. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, it's not, Again, it's, it's not something that I think most parents understand. Um, even some of the folks that I've seen who have backgrounds in physio or kines, um, or even in healthcare, like, I mean, I take yeah. care of nurses all the time who have no idea how the nervous system works. And <laughs> I, I, I get to the point in my career where I'm just kind of like, I think, I think we're just so toxic and we're so disconnected to, to ourselves in our communities, uh, in our neighbors, that, uh, you know, th- that, that disconnect and misunderstanding is, is really kind of poisoning our brains, right? Having, having um, the ability to honor the space, having the ability to be able to honor our bodies um, is such a foreign concept, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I always get moms in my clinic now who, um, who have been through bad experience, you know, in their first birth. And the common refrain is, I just don't want that to happen again. Right. I'm on call right now for a mama who's on deck who um, is going for a VBAC, right? And we had the conversation yesterday. You know, she's been under care since about week 22 or so. Yeah. Uh, she came in just because she wants to have a great birth, not because she had back or pelvic pain or anything, which is exactly the way that we wanted to. We're working through yeah. some of the birth fit progressions with her and, and yeah. strengthening. Um, right. But she's dead set on this VBAC. And she actually brought it up to me, which I was, because I, I don't want to ever step out of my bounds. I never want to go outside mm-hmm. of my scope of practice. But she even, she brought it up to me and, and Dr. Sam yesterday. She's like, listen, like our doula, we've already talked about this. We're ready to go on this. If, if my OB tries to pull the trigger on me, you know, uh, outside of, you know, real medical emergency, we're going to push through this, right? I'm ready. I can do this. 
And I really appreciated that because, again, Mama had a really traumatic experience in her first emergency C-section. She's like, I know what my body's capable of, and that wasn't it. Yeah. Not to say that C-sections are not necessary. We know that they are. But she knows it was not the experience that she was destined for. So we were talking about what the procedure is on the chiropractic side. My patients all know that I'm on call, which means that if she needs me, three o'clock in the morning, I'm there, right? And yes. in some cases, I've had to check and adjust mamas for 10, 12 straight hours during their labors. There's no higher honor as a chiropractor to be able to do that work during that first stage and on into the second stage and even, you know, into postpartum if necessary. Yeah. Um, just part of part of being part of the birth team is 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 great, but the moms also need to understand that we as chiropractors are tremendous resources, like any other birthing educator is. I want to work in a team. I want to work with other people who are more qualified to do the things that I'm not qualified to do. And I think when moms, and I think this is really brings us full circle, Lacey, is when moms have that village, things start to get better. Things improve, right? They realize that they have a support network, right? They're being empowered by everybody in the room. We've lost that. We've lost yeah. it with our sterilization of medicalization of birth. Um, it's also why I love being able to be part of the birth team at home, right? As long as we have a midwife or a qualified medical practitioner there to do the heavy lifting and the birthing process. Like, I, my best experiences with moms, my mom's best experiences come from when there's a bunch of people around who really are there to just back off and let mom. I agree with thing, that. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I was really going to lead into a question with that one, but um, it's just, you know, being, being around another birth bed provider, it's, it's one of those things that I think is just so foreign and it's so yeah. necessary for us to re-inject into the birthing culture. Um, with the birth fit work that you're doing, mm-hmm. um, I know you're running a postpartum series, right? You're also running prenatal yeah. series as well. Yeah. Um, talk a little bit about what that looks like for the moms who come in who are already pregnant or postpartum. Yeah, so the postpartum series, um, I'm actually finishing that one up. It's a eight-class series, so it's two times a week for four weeks. Um, and that's for moms that are anywhere from six weeks postpartum to – I've had moms interested up to two, three, four years postpartum. Mm-hmm. Um, we focus a lot on self-care and self-love in those series. And a lot of times we just started out with a nice little meditation – And I just open up the floor for discussion. Mm. In some classes, we just purely discuss life Mm. or even, you know, what's going on within their self or within their babies or the struggles they're having or the parties they're having at home, you know. And so I think that's really important. And then we go through a little bit of a movement sequence. And what BirthFit, what the postpartum series focuses on is not necessarily how fast you can get back into the gym. Hmm. It focuses on going back to the foundational movements of rehabbing the core, connecting back to your womb. A lot of moms in my class, they're so disconnected. And some classes I'll just say, okay, let's lay back. Let's take a few breaths and let's just connect to our womb. And they're like, my womb, there's not a baby in there. And I'm like, okay, your uterus, you know? And they're like, wait, what? And then they see, you know, once they sit there and they talk and say, this is okay, I'm here with you. We, you know, we just did something extravagant and we're recovering and you see that like connection come back again. It all comes back to connection and love and care of their own body. Hmm. But that's been a pretty amazing thing to see. And then um, 
the prenatal series is just a typical, you know, childbirth education class. We go through a birth plan. We go through different labor prep movements. And one thing I really, really like about my prenatal series is that I open the floor for discussion again, but we also talk about really hard topics Mm. that any other childbirth educator probably won't touch base on. These can go from interventions to vaccines to birth traumas to, you know, talking about the postpartum journey and what that looks like and being okay with the labor that their body chooses. Because that's what I see a lot of moms, you know, they are, especially, you know, home birth moms are like, we're going to have a home birth. We're going to have all natural. We're going to do everything perfectly. And what I always love to remind them is that, you know, even though I love that you're setting a plan, you're setting a goal, but it's also important to embrace whatever your body wants to do. And that goes back into mindset again and creating that mindset saying that it's okay with whatever birth that my body is going to have. And it's really cool at the end of the series because I, you know, ask what, you know, what did you learn about yourself? What did you learn about your spouse? Because it's a childbirth education class that is um, including their spouse or even I've had um, women bring on doulas with them. And they're like, I think it's really, you know, the self-love that I feel for my body, my baby, and for this, you know, something that's inside of me that knows what to do. In reality, we don't have to tell the body, hey, you need to have this baby right now. The body is going to have that baby whether you like it or not. Mm. And so you just need to, you know, go back to your mind and just be okay with whatever that innate inside of you is mm. going to do for you. You know, the theme of what you're describing is is a good theme for, I think, what we all see in our larger practices in the community in general. And that's it's a sub theme, I'd say, of mindset, but it's just about <laughs> being still. Right. It just this sort of came to me. And it, it's funny because the types of practice, the practice that I have in particular, you know, where we see a lot of fairly challenging sensory cases. And mm-hmm. um, I think, you know, it's it's one thing to say, like if I get a kiddo, say, for example, has been diagnosed with ADHD, um, like I did yesterday, actually. She's been on medication since she was three years old and not just Ritalin either. It's like really mega uh-huh. high doses of some crazy uh, paradoxical stimulants. Um, but... <laughs> It's, it's, about, it's about being still in the sense of really almost kind of having an out-of-body experience in the sense that you, you, I think humanity is missing that ability to look introspectively at what is actually happening with themselves. With birth, for sure, the culture in the United States and particularly in, in California is about, you know, wh- these are all the things that could go wrong, mm-hmm. right? Birth is necessarily bad you know it's a it's a it's a medical procedure right? and we learn in the history of birthing you know in dallas like why that is right it's there's mm-hmm. a lot of external influences that have turned birth into a sterile medical procedure but we're so disconnected from our bodies as you were talking about before that connection is missing and that prohibits us from looking inward right yeah. and instead of looking at what's wrong i think what we really need to start doing is we need to start looking at what's right right yep what about my body is capable of doing this, right? As a dude, it's hard. It is really hard. I mean, I was in Dallas in a room with 50 women, right? It was yeah. me and Dr. Stan and one other guy and, you know, your guy as well. And then yeah. there was like 50 du- or fifty women. And, you know, I, I realized, you know, through my doula training that, you know, birth birth culture has been ruined by men. 
It really has. And even in the cases of, you know, female OBs, it's the patriarchal culture in general that has really screwed us. It's do it my way or don't do it at all. And that's so antithetical to what the birthing process is about. It's about honoring the mom where she is, which is, mm-hmm. again, it's a totally foreign concept. It's I'm the doctor. I have the knowledge. You do what I tell you because this is an emergency and we got to get the baby out or everybody's going to be sick. But look at where that's brought us. Right. As chiropractors, I think we have a vital role in helping to shape that narrative better than we've been shaping it. Right. In California, it's pretty much a done deal now where if you have a breech baby, you're going to have a C-section. Nobody's yeah. left over who can do that because they have no training in it. Yeah. In San Luis Obispo County, we're moving all of our hospitals to a um, hospitalist model. The hospital locally that has the NICU for high-risk births, so-called high-risk births, um, all the doctors on call are hospitalists now, and so they don't have the same relationship with the moms through their labors and pregnancies as uh, I think they have in past. Um, the minute something goes sideways, mom stalls out, first thing we push is pit, right? And the clock starts ticking when pitocin is pushed, and the likelihood it's going to turn into a C-section is pretty darn high. So I guess the question I'm asking you, Doc, is... You know, as a doctor who has a lot of experience, even early in your career with birthing culture um, and, uh, and even in pediatrics, what do you think we need to do to change that narrative? How, how, do we, how do we 10x this, per se, so that you know, we get the message out in a way that's meaningful so moms understand like it's, it's, it's about them. It's about honoring their space. It's about mindset. It's about removing fear and other obstacles and allowing their bodies to do what they're programmed to do. Yeah, you know, I think especially as not only chiropractors, but chiropractors that are interested in birth and even preconception and families in general. It's up to us to be talking with these moms, giving them the hard questions, asking them what they want for themselves. And I just had a conversation about this um, a few days ago. Some students, they were asking, you know, how do you communicate to people like what chiropractic is or how do you communicate to these moms like you know, about chiropractic care for kids. And I always say, you know, I never tell them. I always ask them, Hmm. well, what do you want? What do you want your child to do? What do you want to see, you know, in your family? And it's not always about having all the right answers, but just like you said, holding that space for them to make the best decisions. And I think as health care providers, it's really important for us to allow you know, families to have that space for one another and to hold the space for them and just to let them figure out what's best for them. I mean, and this is why another theme in the podcast has been about making sure that we as chiropractors are communicating to whole families and not just individual patients. Uh, Nikki literally was just on the podcast and we were talking about how when whole families are under care, um, and they're part of the chiropractic tribe, the, the, the palpable changes in terms of overall health expression are yeah. exponentially different. Um, and that's because, at least in my, my experience, because I'm a tonal guy, I, I do a lot of quantum work through MC2 and MLS, and, and that means that we're having exponential quantum and holographic effects in, in our patients' health expressions. But even more than that, it's about interpersonal connection, like you talked yeah. about before. I mean... I'm not sure if this is the way that you see things in your practice as new as it is, but you know, I've been practiced for six years and my practice now is it's all about community, Mm -hmm. right? When I'm seeing patients, I'll have 40 people hanging out in my reception area, just talking to each other about health related stuff. 
right, about their culture. I mean, we have patients who have been under care for years who have never, ever, ever noticed other people in the community that notice them now because of their experience with chiropractic, right? It's part of their language. It's part of their vernacular. Um, That tribe, that community, that's the first step, I think, in removing that fear, right? It's It's part of that removing that uncertainty because there's an unspoken bond, I think, with chiropractic patients and even furthermore with chiropractic kids that you don't see in the general population. Nikki and I and all of my other interviewers really at this point, I think, have talked about the fact that chiropractic kids are just different mm-hmm. and they don't really get an opportunity to interact with other chiropractic kids or moms don't have an opportunity to interact with other chiropractic moms outside the office. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when they're there, they're creating they're creating a juggernaut, really. They're creating this empire of healthy, self-aware, self-actualized, empowered families that will eventually be able to turn the tide of the I think really sick healthcare culture in our country. Would you agree there? I agree. Yeah. Do you see that in your practice at this early stage? Yeah, we do. And that's, it's funny because whenever we were searching um, for the perfect place to open up our practice, Tulsa was never really in the cards for us. Mm -hmm. My boyfriend grew up there and I grew up about an hour away from there. And we were like, we're going to go to Austin and, you know, be these hippy dippy chiropractors, you know, practice outside. And then it took us going into the community of Tulsa and realizing that people were wanting what we had to offer. And so when we locked in Tulsa, we were like, okay, you know, we can travel everywhere else. And I want to, you know, bring the change into the community. Mm. When we were looking for the actual office space, we went and looked at a ton of buildings and I was like, none of these are us. And it wasn't until we found a cute little home that I was like, with a huge backyard that I was like, this is it. This is where I want to birth our community. Mm. Because, you know, it's so different whenever you're in a home filled with people that just love one another. I mean, they don't even have to know or talk to one another. But just that connection of being in the same room and feeling that love and feeling that sense of community is so much stronger than me telling you, okay, hey, I love you. Or, you know, like, hey, talk to this person. Or, you know, it's just... It's so different. And so that's what we were creating whenever we chose our location. And I'm so glad we did. Because mm-hmm. like you said, it's not only these families are building something that's just so much bigger than just physical health. It's they're building an empire, like you said, on emotional health mm-hmm. and changing the paradigm of mm-hmm. the world and future generations. Yeah, it's a confidence and a certainty, I think, in in the, the underlying tenets of chiropractic. I mean... It, you may not know this about me um, because you and I just really kind of met in person for the first time about a month and a half ago, but I, I, I invest very deeply in the philosophy of vitalism and the philosophy of chiropractic. And the reason is because I came out of a chiropractic college that had absolutely zero, zero understanding yeah. or emphasis on that important constructs. Um, I'll be the first person to tell my patients that I, I'm really not married to the precepts of chiropractic, but what I am married to is the precepts of vitalism, right? And the major premise in vitalism is that the body is capable of healing itself. Dr. Stan, uh, on a few episodes uh, back, uh, he's basically saying, listen, like if you cannot wrap your mind around that concept, then you're, you're already gone. You're already failed. Mm -hmm. And that goes for not only our patients, but also, other chiropractors and physicians for that matter, right? The power that makes the body heals the body. If we start with that premise, everything else becomes clear. And I think being able to have that, that, um, 
the conversation, um, not just on a one-on-one basis, but also on a community, uh, you know, state, country, global basis. Um, and having our patients hash that out through their own experiences is the best way for us to spread that message. Again, coming full circle to the original question, it's like <sighs> results are irrefutable. Community mm-hmm. is irrefutable. Seeing our patients in our clinic, just literally having never had a conversation with somebody, but they're two kids who've been under chiropractic care since the day they were born, having that special bond that's a philosophy of vitalism in a nutshell, right? That's how it works. That's why they're so different. And that's also why it's so important. The work that you do in preconception, um, it's gotta be done. It's gotta be done on a bigger scale. Uh, We're, we're changing genetics by the work that we're doing in preconception. And that changes our, our health determinism for future generations for our kids. You know, frequently when I do my new patient workshop, which happens every two weeks, I'll talk about the last baby boomer that I ever cared for in my clinic. And it's not unknown that I do not see patients over 65 in my clinic. I refer them happily to people who are better suited to do that type of management, pain management, uh, gerontology, geriatrics. Um, But the last person I saw over the age of 65 walked into my office and... um, as is the case for most folks of that generation, she handed me a piece of paper that all was um, had written on it uh, all the medication she was taking. Mm. And it was written in chicken scratch. So I'm like, listen, lady, you know, bring me everything that you put in your body on a daily basis in a bag and let me look at it. So yeah. I, I took a picture of it and I show this picture in my workshop. It's the last slide that I'd use. In this picture, aside from like 27 different supplements, some of which were garbage some of which were garbage, but less garbage. Um, (laughs) There was maybe 10 prescriptions. And, you know, I just looked at all this stuff and I was just like, why do you take all this stuff? And the answer was, as I'm sure you're aware of, well, my doctor told me to. And I'm like, well, I mean, is it doing what you want it to do? I mean, and to be fair, the lady comes in and she's got chronic back pain and she wants me to crack her and fix the back pain. And I'm like, you know, honestly, this is, I don't think this is the right place for you because you're not going to get the results you're looking for. There's no single silver bullet that's going to fix a long, chronic lifetime of trauma, toxicity, and (laughs) crappy mindset, right? And she was kind of incensed because she goes to the doctor and the doctor gives her what she wants and Mm -hmm. chiropractor is the first person not to but I tell that story to tell you this one right I'm a dad I got a nine-year-old my kiddo will never ever ever end up like this the work that we do in chiropractic offices is because we we are trying desperately to steer the Titanic if things don't work out the way that uh, we want it to, we're going to have a generation for the first time in human history, as far back as we can remember, that will not live to the same age as our parents. I know that's the work you do, and I appreciate yeah. that that's the work that you do, but we got to get this message out there to more people, right? And uh, I think um, I think as long as you're doing this work, we at least have a chance. So, um, Dr. Lacey, uh, tell everybody in the Midwest how they can get a hold of you. 
So yeah, our office is Free Spirit Chiropractic. We're located in Tulsa, Oklahoma, right in the Midtown area. You can visit our website at www.freespiritchiropractic.com or add us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, or you can follow us at BirthFit Tulsa at birthfittulsa.com or follow all of our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter handles there too. Yeah, and uh, let's let's make a call. I know this isn't going uh, going to um, come out until really the whole season is in the bag. But hey, Lindsay, get on the podcast. <laughs> Do it, <laughs> uh, Lindsay Matthews, um, close friend of both of ours, and she is absolutely moving the needle in terms of how uh, we understand birth and uh, and postpartum. If uh, anybody is listening and you want a little bit more information about birth fit in general, I really encourage you to reach out directly to Dr. Lacey. Um, she has a ton of experience in this. Um, I think women in particular who are in that postpartum phase, um, they've been diagnosed with diastasis, with umbilical hernia, with pelvic floor uh, weakness, with um, uh, organ prolapse, Right, if you're suffering from incontinence, and whether or not you're postpartum or not, I mean, this is in Lacey's wheelhouse, and I think you owe it to yourself to have a chat with her. Um, that's going to wrap up this episode, Dr. Lacey. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. I really, really appreciate you, and I appreciate all the work that you put into uh, making your practice a, um, a beacon of hope for everybody in your community. Um, I'll put all the uh, contact information in the show notes and I, I really like I said encourage everybody if you're within spitting distance to reach out to Dr. Lacey um, if you like this content guys um, please by all means um, I want you to go to Facebook go to Twitter go to Instagram share this use the hashtag normalize chiropractic or um, use the new hashtag that we're using normalize normal and together guys we're going to save a lot of lives so Thanks for coming uh, on our journey with us today, and uh, we will see you again next week. Take care. Bye.